from the Mercy One Studio. Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulus every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One Studio, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, like us on Facebook. I am Joe Stopulus. Today, I am joined for a third and final episode with Father Nicholas Akindili on The Day Is Now Far Spent, a book by Cardinal Robert Serra. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. If you missed the first two parts, go back and listen to them on the podcast. Um, we This book has so much to cover, uh, and it's impossible to do it even in three episodes. It would take days, quite frankly. Um, it's just so rich. But again, Cardinal Sarah, this is the third book in really what he's calling kind of a trilogy. He's written three. The first one was God or Nothing. The second one is The Power of Silence. And this third one is The Day is Now Far Spent. And they kind of build on each other. There are some overlapping themes within them, but I think... All three of them are as pertinent today as anything that I've ever, that I've read. And quite frankly, he's he feels like a John the Baptist type figure, a voice crying out in the wilderness, "Prepare the way of the Lord." He's calling to repentance and calling us to come back to what the church teaches, calling us back to orthodoxy. Uh, and he does it in a very, quite frankly, I mean, it's, it's forceful, but it's gentle at the same time. He he just explains it in a way that makes sense. Uh, and as I've said every episode, and I'll say again right now. Uh, I just can't encourage you enough to to buy this book and to pray with it, uh, to use it in meditation, to just listen to the themes, because he does push you. And again, I, as the show, Man Up, I, I like to be pushed. Um, I think that too often we're coddled um, by by speakers, by politicians, by even people in the church, we're coddled um, to a level of comfort. Uh, and Cardinal Sarah does not allow for a level of comfort. So we're going to head to a short break. Uh, Father Nicholas Akindili will be with me on the other side as we wrap up the conversation on the book, The Day is Now Far Spent. Stick around, and we'll be right back. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. My help comes from you. You're right Again, if we were to talk about this, the ignorance of God, that is the root. That is the root of all this stuff. Everything we're talking about comes from one thing. That's the ignorance of God. And he goes on to talk about, again, lukewarmness, you know, our requirements to do evangelical work, our loss, the loss of a sense of sin. How important is that? And an attachment to money, especially here in the West, it's, these things are all fruit of the same tree. And that's just that we've given up. Uh, and we've we've just given into the world's easy button uh, and lost. We, we have ignorance of God, and we've lost all the things that come along with it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's these these are fundamental fundamental you know points. Why is it that today it's very very scarce to hear a preaching about sin? Why is it that today it looks like a you see in different quarters, people talking about, you know, they don't even believe that there's a devil. But here am I. I'm in Davenport, and, and, I, and, I, and I can see that. I have one or two cases of people who ordinarily did not believe, and they've been going to therapy, they've been going to counseling. I received a text yesterday from a young boy, you know, who I've been helping, you know, and praying with and things. And he sent me a text. He said, thank you, Father, for saving me, saving my life. And getting me from the dark, dark place where I was to the light. That's what he said. That's a young boy who has been threatening to commit suicide for three years. And I've been giving him palliative. They've been giving him palliative. So palliative is not it. It is faith in Jesus Christ that brings life. That brings, that brings the beauty of the world. And I asked him after our, our session together, I said, do you want to kill yourself again? He said, no. I said, why? He said, because I can see everywhere is beautiful now. And he said, Father, now I know why people go to become priests. You guys see what we do not see. That is the kind of young man that I want to hang around. This is, because now he's telling me, he's already texting his friends who are sad, who are miserable, who are feeling isolated, who have the anxiety and depression. And he's already texting them how to pray the rosary. That is a convinced soul. This is what we want for the young people. And I can speak like two, three, four, five, you know, the young people today in our church, despite the fact that, well, the society has sold them the lure of riches, the lure of wealth and property, get this, get that, get that, and then you will be happy. They have seen the fantasy. They have discovered that it's an illusion. They have discovered that all that does not give them anything. It doesn't give them joy. That's why you can have a young boy who will take an adventure from France and go and join ISIS. Why? Because they love a life of adventure. Our faith is an adventure. It's not comfort. It's not, you know, material acquisition. No. So, so, so that's why, you know, wherever there is the crisis of faith, there is also the crisis of even understanding that the, the evil one is the one who is sowing seed of ignorance, sowing seeds of error, sowing seeds of destruction of all this creature of God, man, 
woman, family, priesthood, the church, the society at large. Every portion of God's creature is what the evil one wants to tame. And he does it by sowing ignorance, by destructing. Because now, many priests, like you know, we started with, are afraid, or even bishops, are afraid. They're looking in the eyes of their parishioners to preach rather than looking in the face of God. Look unto me, the author and finisher of your faith, the Bible tells us. Look up to God. And when the word of God is preached like that, oh wow, the people themselves will live up to their life. The life of holiness will begin to grow in that environment. And that life of holiness will pull people. They'll pull people to church. Because I told, I told parishioners just here around Holy Family, I said, you know what? How is it that we have... Uh, why this ice cream, you know, just close by? And people ordinarily, when I say, I'm at Holy Family, they say, where is that church? But <laughs> they, they don't know where the church is. But when I say, when I say oh, oh, no, you know, it's just by white. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know white. We know white. So I said, why do people know white? So they're looking at me. I said, because white has been consistent in giving the right menu. The consistency on their menu. We as a church have the truth. Have we been consistent in giving the truth? No. We're ready to go for any ideology. You know, we want to go to the gay stuff. And, you know, I have a guy who, who's speaking with me, and, and, and he's telling me how a gay demon is dealing with me. And when you talk about it to people outside, they don't, don't get it. They don't get it. That masturbation, pornography, that gay lifestyle, and all those things are from the pit of Everything is designed to destroy the structure or the beauty of God's creation. Because the evil one cannot submit himself to the apple of God's eye, which is humanity. He was so shocked and terrified and very, very angry that God was coming as man, the incarnation. So today he's still very, very rebellious, you know, crying and you know, trying to destroy. But you know, uh, God always wins. So God you, always wins. To sum yeah. up what you just said, he ends this chapter with the gospel mm-hmm. is salt, but you have made sugar out of it, which I think is exactly what, to your point, where everyone's yep. trying to sugarcoat Something that's not an easy, easy thought. Well, you, mm. you also mentioned this, you know, this guy you're ministering to who had depression and whatnot. Cardinal yeah. Sarah so often in all of his books juxtaposes the faith in life in Africa uh, and then faith in life in, in Europe and in America. Mm. And I'm, just in your own personal experience, I'm curious. You, know, we talk, you talked about depression. In this book, he talks about in, you know, the lack of suicides in Africa versus the, mm. what he sees in, in Europe and America. Yeah. And I'm just curious on your own personal observation when it comes to happiness uh, depression, poverty, and all those types of things between Africa and then the Western nations. Brother, I tell you, huh, I have never, ever seen as much depression, schizophrenia, misery, attempt to commit suicide ever in my life as I have seen here. And I can tell, even looking into the eyes of somebody, and, you know, because of that, I, I, I didn't even get some of the gifts that God has given to me now because at the point I was literally like shedding tears when I hear a 16-year-old or 17-year-old or 15-year-old commit suicide. And I've been feeling so sad and sad. And, I, and somehow, it's like something tells me, you know, you don't have the resources to you know, do anything about it, but I continue to pray. And I continue to pray. But I, get, I tell you what, the Blessed Mother has now trained me, even in a sense, that those who have come to me and we pray together, even to have a good confession and lead them to renounce some of the evil things that are around them and spirits and things that are disturbing them. They come back to life. 
no medication. So there's so much medication of people, drugging people and counseling. The counseling that go on, psychotherapy, psych, psych, you know, counselors themselves do not recognize the vertical relationship. They only recognize horizontal relationship. And so when they don't recognize the spiritual, you know, a young boy was there at Genesis West and uh, yeah, he was on, or for three years or two or so, he's he been trying to commit suicide, depression, because he was toying with Ouija board. I saw the doctor going back and forth, the doctor going back and forth, and I'm wondering, I'm not sure anything's going to come out of this, you know, doctor's relationship with this guy. But I prayed to the Blessed Mother and went in there, one and a half hours. Today, he told, he's telling me now that, Father, I think I'm I, I, I called to be a priest. Wow. Yeah, so, so you can imagine, because the devil sees that that young man what is going to help to change the course of America, but he's going to destroy him before he does. That's all he, all he tries to do. All he tries to do is to destroy the, you know, you know, the, the young you know, and, and, and make them just useless. Then they start thinking, okay, I've got all these things. But but why, yeah, why, do you, all? why do you think it is, though? Why do you think that it is that way in America and Europe and not in Africa? Because, because faith is lacking. Faith is lacking. Teaching about the faith. And then, you know, back in Africa, people... You know, that's why people say, you know, poverty, poverty, poverty. People don't even understand what it means. The, the, the definition of poverty. I have seen the greatest forms of poverty in life. But side by side, those poverty, I've seen super joy, generosity. You know, so you can see a kid in Africa, he's not putting on pants or, I mean, underwear. And you, you see how malnourished he is, and then you offer him cake or bread or something. And the next kid is coming by him, and he is sharing for the next. But you can have someone who has you know, so much money and he's not even ready to share at all. Which of them do you think will readily find inner peace? It is in giving that we receive, St. Francis of Assisi says. It is in giving that we receive. When we give our time, give our talent, give our resources, give the little that we have until it pinches us and it's hard. That's when we receive. But it is, uh, joy does not flow from a culture of acquisition. Grabbing, acquisition, you know, getting prop everything to no, 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 no. It, it stifles life. It stifles the inner peace and inner joy. So that's the kind of you know uh, 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 comparisons, you know that you know you see people, those who help, who try to be there, giving and giving of themselves. You know, even people say that sometimes uh, uh, psychologists try to you know encourage people who feel depressed to find something to do to give to give, and they feel that they sense of it. But if we give just because we are intent on receiving something from the other, it is also selfish. It is utilitarian. So that doesn't cut it. What cuts it is giving without expecting a return. Oh, wow. Then God lavishes our souls with a joy that we cannot touch, with a peace that the world cannot take away from us. That's why our church is not a church that should be scheduled seven to eight hours or a church that will write on his door, you know, don't come here for money or so. No, the church will be a place of abundance because everybody will trust that the church will use her resources or the gifts that we give to the church in a very, very judicious manner. Look at, you know, Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, verses 43 to 44. They say the early apostles, they always brought all they had and gave it to the apostles to share and distribute. 
Those are the people who had faith. Not to struggle and say, okay, you know, I just have that, you know, and just throw it at the church. Yeah, because, you know, obviously, people who even give to the church sometimes are not even sure where those monies go or how it is usually, you know, used. So accountability and trust and all that. But, you know, that's not even the question now. The point is, joy flows when we give of ourselves completely without expecting a return. That's the life of the priesthood, and that's where celibacy comes in. Celibacy is a total give of the, a gift of the self, just like Jesus did. It is not an inhibition. It is not a denial. It is a gratuitous given. It is a desire to say, hey, you know, there are probably four or five ladies I could have, you know, you know, been dating or whatever, you know, and all. And he said, no, you know, <laughs> there is a God whose love for me, you know, cannot be contained. So you just go out, you know, generously to, to take that love. And that love makes every priest be present to all the parishioners in the parish. Not to have a clique of friends. No. It will be that love that will give to everyone, little young ones, old, and, you know, alive. And then be able to take communion to them, be able to visit with them, be able to visit them at the hospital, at the least, least contact. Because, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's what you have. 12 midnight, 3 a.m., you are there. Go to the hospital. Go there. That's a life that is really good. That's a generous life. Lively for Christ. Who himself was poor. Even the cross, his deathbed, was not his own. Even the tomb where he was buried was not his own. That's the poverty. But God provides for him. Yeah, and I think there's even more to that just from a psychological standpoint of, of the importance of, of giving. And the importance mm-hmm. of giving, I think, that's right on. Uh, and how just, again, in our communities, we siloed ourselves so much uh, that w- we almost don't, we don't feel comfortable taking from people if they're going to give to us. And, and mm-hmm. there's way more to it than just that. But yeah, between that and, and the crisis of faith, I think you're dead on. And I've got, we are almost to an hour here, Father. And well, I, I want to do, I'm going to do four quick quotes in a row because uh, mm-hmm. I have to get these out because they're just that good. And then yep. feel free to take the last word. So on page 160, uh, Cardinal mm-hmm. Sarah says, I am not here to be popular or to increase the numbers in the churches or on my social networks. The profound love for all my brethren in humanity that animates my soul forbids me to be silent. He goes on to say a few pages later, the world has chosen to organize itself without God, to live without God, to think about itself without God. It is in the process of making a terrible experiment. Wherever God is not, hell is there. More than ever, the alternative is simple. It is God or nothing. And now, mm. now I am skipping literally 200 pages um, yeah. to uh, this is kind of how he ends it up. So he goes to the last chapter. So what must we do? And he says, faith has its place in the public debate. We must speak about God, not to impose him, but to propose him. And lastly, and this is almost one of the last pages here. It says, a saint is someone who, fascinated by the beauty of God, gives up everything, even himself, and enters into the great movement of return to the Father that was initiated by Christ. We are all called to it. And I want to repeat this to all Christians. We are called to renounce everything, even ourselves, out of love for God. Again, a theme of God or nothing, that without turning ourselves back to God, we're going to we're going to wallow in nothingness. And to your point, that is the self-gift. You know, you just said the reason you, you think the depression going on in, in America and in Europe that doesn't exist in Africa is we're not giving of ourselves. Uh, we're not living for any purpose. Uh, we're just living and going through the motions. And Cardinal Sarah, in this book, it's about 330 some odd pages long, over and over and over again, 
tries to pull us out of ourselves, pull us out of the monotony that we're in to see ourselves from a different lens and to, and to strategize and, and just say, listen, it, your faith is important. This, this matters. God matters. And if we don't, if we don't get that right, we will end up living a, a life that is, again, full of depression and sin and, and nothingness. Uh, but the church has the answer. The church has the answer to the question that everyone's asking. Everyone wants to know, how can I be happy? People want to know, how can I have a fulfilled life? And, and the church has all those answers. We just need to preach them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would like to talk a little bit, just the way you said it, you know, about uh, the fact that our faith is not just about the mind, mental comprehension. So I see that a lot of our strength in, you know, Europe and in the West, or America, is in the mind. So the mind yeah, can perceive God, science can lead to God, but you know, the heart is the seedbed of love. If what we have on our mind does not flow into the heart, and then our heart begins to, you know, open up in this understanding and appreciation and attraction and of this beauty that is God, that mind will only be trapped in, because the mind can only go this far. But there is uh, a certain lack of trust for the heart in the West, which is like, you know, I just want to love everybody I meet. You know, that's what calls for a fear to approach a stranger. That is what calls the fear to open up a hello just on the street. Because I know walking on the street in Nigeria, I can say hello to anybody. I don't, I don't need to know his name. Just say hello, hi, you know, and, and we greet. <laughs> so, but that fear, the same fear that we have on, on saying hello to the poor person or the strange person is the same fear we have in relating with God. The trust. Because we, it's like opening up a hello is opening up to friendship. Opening up a hello is a opening up to commitment. And what will this commitment demand of me? That is a big, so, so what is able to help us to heal of this is still adoration, is still, you know, surrendering ourselves to one who is more generous. He is the one who says, if you give a glass of water to my prophet, because he's a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. The one who can even, who does reward a glass of water. That's the one we are serving. That's the one we are worshiping. That's the God. So, so not to be imprisoned in our mind or allow our heart to flow because the seedbed, that's why the, the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus is very, very important. Where our heart is, there is love. There we desire, we get peace. And you know, the saints did that. They did not live in the mind. They live in their hearts. They went out, not by sight, but by faith. That's why Mother Teresa of Calcutta would tell us, you know, if you desire to serve the poor, to take money to the poor and all that, but you do not have God, you are poorer than the poor you wish to serve. Well, Father, it's been, yeah. a, it's been an hour. We've done it. We've done an hour on one, on, and we barely even scratched the surface. But I want to thank yeah. you for, uh, for joining me. Uh, to, to dive into the book. And again, I, it's always a pleasure just to, to chat with you. And you're obviously, 
you're you're living it. Uh, we can see it. I'm sure our listeners heard it. The passion you have uh, for speaking the truth, uh, your passion you have for 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 living a joyful again, as Pope Francis so often talks about living joyfully the gospel. I think you you are an epitome. You're an impersonation of that. You do such a great job uh, of of living it out. Uh, if you'd like to follow Father Nicholas, uh, I'll link to his name uh, on the the show notes page. You can see. Uh, you can go to his Facebook page, and he's very active on Facebook. Uh, the daily homilies that are all really good. Uh, so, Father Nicholas, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks, thanks for having me. Hopefully, we will see you soon over a glass of wine back in Davenport. That would be great. <laughs> all right, God bless you, brother. You too, man. Take care. Mm-hmm. Stick Take around, care. and we will be right back. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. My thanks to Father Nicholas Ekendili for joining me for what ended up being an hour-long conversation. Uh, And it could have been two, three, four hours, uh, given the amount of content that we had about. I I just, I think there's so many themes that are important to us. Um, and I, I, there's a few quotes that I want to pull out here that we, we didn't get to. I mean, again, there's a lot more we could have, but we talked about this, uh, the depression in Africa. And one of the quotes I kind of alluded to, I want to talk about now, he says, in Africa, suicide is almost non-existent. On my continent, all the men and women of the same tribe support one another. No one is marginalized. In the evening, each one speaks. Money has no vital meaning. The only, only human relations and the relation with God have genuine importance. The poor are happy. And they're so happy and alive that they dance. I mean, Father Nicholas even mentioned that in his own personal experience. That's, that's his lived experience as well. What we can learn from the African culture. Talks about in America, he says, in fact, institutions cannot maintain themselves and be effective without common ethical convictions. I mean, today with everything going on, with the riots and the looting and all the, all the dysfunction going on, I mean, it harkens back to John Adams, who said democracy, a republic, is for a, uh, for a virtuous and moral people. Uh, so how long can America stand as we don't have those common ethical convictions? And a last quote from this book, it's actually a quote from Solzhenitsyn. He quotes Solzhenitsyn a handful of times. And he says, you, Solzhenitsyn says, you have forgotten the meaning of liberty. Liberty led to virtue and heroism. Interior will is more important than policy. What interior will are we building within ourselves? Are we, is the liberty that we're given in America leading us to virtue and heroism, whether it's in the political life, in our family life, or in religious life? Think about that. Reflect on that. I know it's, it's a, it wakes me up and says, you know, what am I doing 
to live that life. We've been blessed to live in America, to have the freedoms we have, but we're supposed to be led to virtue and heroism. Thank you again for joining me on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.